right, folks, this is episode one of Basement Banter. I'm here with, uh, looks like Forrest Gump from uh, when he's running across the country. It's Kyle Killinger. Um, want to have Kyle on uh, as my first guest. He's done big things the last four years. Uh, brought a lot of attention to a serious matter. Um, Kyle, you want to explain what you've done the last four years and the, the, uh, the stats behind this? Yeah, um, first, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, but uh, I was in a bar about five years ago um, doing my normal thing, you know, drinking after work. And uh, this, my friend said that I needed to meet this guy that was walking across the country. He was there at the bar I was at. And when he got back, he was on a phone call at the time, but he said, You have to talk to him when he gets back. Mm-hmm. And I, I gave my friend a weird look. And I'm like, Why would somebody walk across the country? They'd have to be crazy. And they're like, No, when you talk to him, you'll understand. And uh, he came back in, he sat down right next to me, and he, the first words he said to me were, uh, are you a Marine? I kind of gave him a, you know, a puzzled look, and I'm like, yeah, are you? He's like, yeah, I am. And uh, so we shook hands, and we just started you know, talking about just everything back in the uh, Marine Corps days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, my friend said that you're walking across the country. I was like, it makes sense now, because only Marines that crazy. Yeah. kind of laughed, and he goes, yeah, I am. He goes, let me tell you why. And he's like, do you know that uh, 22 American veterans commit suicide every 24 hours except for PTSD? And I was like, no, I didn't. I had no clue. And he's like, yeah. He's like, um, I was almost that statistic. I was almost one of the 22. And uh, his nephew had actually saved his life. Um, he was in his room. He was going to kill himself. And uh, he asked God to give him a sign. And uh, his nephew happened to just walk in and ask him just a simple question. And he just took that as a sign that he still needed to be here and I'm glad he is. Um, but he ended up walking across the country and I met him and I followed his story online the whole time. Um, and I, we exchanged phone calls and texts quite a bit and I told him that I wanted to do something like what he did but on like a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we talked about it for a couple of days and I told him I was off work every, the first week of July every year for our company shutdown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I told him he knew that I liked to run and stuff, so he's like, why don't you incorporate a run with the time you're off? I said, I could probably do that, and we sat down, and he's like, how, how long do you think you can run in that amount of time? So I sat down, and I you know, did some math and stuff, and I figured, I called him back, and I was like, I could probably do about 300 miles in the time, and it was funny, I could hear his jaw drop through the phone. He's like, <laughs> you called me crazy for wanting to walk across the country, but you're wanting to run 300 miles in nine days. I said, yeah, I think I can do that. And, you know, it's it's for a good cause. You know, it, it means a lot to me because I've lost at least 10 guys that I was in the military with to suicide. That's crazy, man. Because PTSD mm-hmm. is. And uh, so, you know, that lit a fire in me to do that. So um, the first year, which was uh, 2016, I ran from Pentwater, Michigan, back to Columbus mm-hmm. in nine days. Um, 2017, I ran from Canton, Ohio. Actually, the steps of the NFL Hall of Fame oh, cool. um, back to Columbus in eight days. Um, 2018, I ran from Huntsville, Alabama back to Columbus, Indiana in five days. And to date, that's still the, the hardest one because it was five days. So what did you average in, what, 60 miles a day then? That year, it was like 75 to 80 miles a day. That was Man. like the average. Yeah, like the most I did was 81, I think. But, I, um, I'm sweating walking upstairs and you're doing 80 miles a day. <laughs> I've done. I've been running f- roughly for about twenty years, and it's still, 
it's still intimidating to run that far. Oh, you know? yeah. I'll, I'll never get used to that. But um, this year, 2019, I ran from Bowling Green, Missouri, back to Columbus, and I did it in, uh, I think it was eight days this year. Mm-hmm. I bumped it back up. Um, I'm already planning on looking, scouting my routes for next year. Um, I've got two possible routes that I'm looking at. Are there certain uh, spots that you like to start at? And then, obviously, you in here in Columbus. I know one year was, what, at East? Yep, I've done it at, the first year I ended at the American Legion. Mm-hmm. The second year was right across the street at Texas Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, last year was at East, and then this year was at uh, uh, the Zwanzig Brewery here in town. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, so I'm looking at where those start points and finish points are going to be for next year. Um, there's nothing really special about where I start. Um, there's nothing really special about 300 miles. It's just how far I, when I first thought of it, you know, that's probably the maximum distance I could probably run in that amount of time. You know, we ought to send Colin Kaepernick a picture of you standing there on the <laughs> Football Hall of Fame in one of these shirts just to maybe open his eyes a little bit since he wants to be what he is. Yeah. Well. Uh, so I, I've known you probably for, Lord, you had probably 20 years at least. Oh, at least. Uh, growing up in the trail park, me and Jonathan, Jeremy, Derek, Jason. Uh, Trevin, man, I can't even think of everybody. Um, and I remember back back then you ran, and when you were going to school, you'd run to school from the trail park. I don't know how many miles that was every Four day. Four miles each way. So that was eight miles a day there. Yeah. As a kid, you were running, so that's pretty impressive. And I'm like sweating walking down the hill to get me a Polar Pop at <laughs> uh, Circle K in Taylorsville. Um, so... When this came up and you, and you met this guy, does this guy have a page? Does he keep it quiet? or? Um, he's he's pretty quiet now. Um, he's dealing with a lot of family stuff. I just talked to him like about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, he's keeping it pretty quiet because he's got a lot of family issues going on. He's right. dealing with that. But he's talking about doing another walk. Um, he's, gonna, he's writing a book about the first walk. Awesome. Um, I'm really looking forward to that when he's done with that. Um, right. Actually... Last year, um, 2018, when I started, I met a guy in Huntsville, Alabama, who was talking about doing a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that first day that I ran, which is, uh, I ran right in front of his house. He's like, "Hey, stop by my house and I'll buy you lunch." Hmm. And you and you know, you and your driver, I'll buy you guys lunch. And I was like, "Okay." So I literally like it was, I couldn't have got any closer to his house, and he was out there waiting on me. So um, he he took me to lunch, and he told me that you know he was retired from the army. He wanted to do a walk across the country, and I was like, I know a guy, you know, that, that did that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, he's going to be at my finish line, actually, this year. He's like, well, I might drive up to Columbus, Indiana, and see you finish, too. And I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. And he actually did show up at the, at the, end, at the finish line, and I introduced him. Um, they, they talked together for a couple months. You know, they threw ideas around about doing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, um, it's the guy that I met originally, yeah. he, uh, he couldn't do it. You know, they had a hurricane where he lives, so he was, you know, dealing with all that, some family stuff, so he couldn't do it, but, um, so actually, Van is the guy I met in Alabama, he's currently in Kentucky, I just went and saw him, he was in Evansville um, last week, um, so I went and saw him, and it's really cool that those people have come into my life right. through this, you know, because of this, because before this, I was, in, I was in a pretty bad spot in my life, and it just, it came into my life at probably the right time. You know, I, I think back to, like, you know, guys that w- were in Vietnam and Korea and, you know, even the Gulf War and stuff. 
you know, you, you didn't hear anything about PTSD. Like, I, when mm. I was a kid, I didn't, I wouldn't know what that meant for mm. life of me. And I don't know if anybody ever talked about it. I don't know if it was something that was kept quiet or if it was just, you know, complete ignorance to it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're just crazy or, or there's, you know, or people just didn't talk about it. I don't know. But, man, I see so much of it now. Mm. And, you know... When you initially did it, I'm like, 22 a day. I mean, that's insane. And, you know, I, and I did some checking and stuff myself, man, and I see what some of these guys go through. You know, like, I'd heard stories in the past. People was in Vietnam. They would, you know, hear helicopters and stuff, and they would, yep. you know, flip out or, you know, hit the ground, stuff like that. I mean. Fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. Yeah. Um, you know, things of that nature. And you, and you think back to it now, and that, that's what that was. Yep. You know what I mean? Um you know, there's no secret, you know, everything that happened with, you know, with my wife and, and there's things that, um, she, you know, that, you know, bothers her right. and stuff. Yep. And, and I've seen that and it's tough, man. And, you know, I, I can just imagine those guys that's, you know, been overseas or even not overseas, man, even national guard, anything. I mean, you, you can come across stuff that, yeah, especially, know, especially in your line of work too. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff, man. Um, I think when when we were when we were growing up, it was it wasn't talked about. Um, but if the rare occasion it would come up, it was like they call it shell shock, and it was it was I wouldn't say it was probably looked down upon, mm-hmm. but it was definitely like I you know I would say it was kind of swept under the rug. Like, yeah, you know, that person's got you know. Mm-hmm. something wrong with them and I was like no now it's like no there's nothing wrong with them you know right the things they had to deal with that give you the right to mm-hmm. do what we do every day yeah and you know I, I've got one close friend I won't mention his name because I, I hadn't talked to him before the podcast but you know he served um and he was over in um Afghanistan and uh he was a combat medic and uh you know, he talked to me about a few things that happened over there and, and stuff that he saw and things. And I asked him, I said, you know, does it bother you to talk to me about it? I said, if so, you know, he yeah. said, some people it does. Yep. To me, it helps. Exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, I can talk to every. He said, I can't talk to everybody about it, but, you know, certain people I can. So uh, that made me feel good. That was several years ago when he, you know, first got back. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, it's definitely great, great thing that you're doing. Um I know you have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. 300 Miles, right? My brother. Yep. Um, is there a website or anything else yep. that you can go to? It's also 300 Miles because he's my brother.org. Okay. And uh, I know I've seen you at the library on occasion. You guys have meetings and stuff there, is that right? Yep. About, about once a month. Um, I've seen right now you got, you got a GoFundMe started for your run for next year. Where, depending on the amount of money raised, is what you're gonna do with your hair, or yep. your beard, and yep. so on and so forth. Yep. But, you wanna uh, walk us through that? Yeah. Um, so, like, just to get some startup expenses covered um, for the run for next year, um, I decided that I've been growing my hair out since the first year I ran 300 miles. So mm-hmm. it's been four years. Um, I was like, you know, I want to do something to raise money. You know, you know, it's hard to come up be creative and come up with your own stuff so I was like well I can cut my hair and I'm going to donate it regardless you know I might as well just you know do it for a good cause so um, I sat down with my the board and uh, told them about it and they're like yeah you can you know 
have different tiers, you know, for different amounts of money you raise, what you're going to do. So we decided on if we raise $500, I want to trim it just enough to donate it. Mm-hmm. If we raise $1,000, I'll get like a normal, whatever you want, just a normal haircut, you know, like I used to have, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but then make it interesting if we raise $1,500, I'll shave my beard off and I'll get a high and tight like I had in the Marine Corps. Uh-huh. And I haven't been, I've been clean shaven once in the past four years. And uh, if we raise $2,000, make it even more interesting, I'll have a mullet. $2,000. You guys hear that? Mississippi mud flap, <laughs> Kentucky waterfall, <laughs> Tennessee top hat, the Camaro cut, two grand. Yep. He might even put he might even put the lines in the side of it. I don't know. I've I've got a, uh, this isn't on the flyer officially, but I if I raise over two thousand, I've got another something I'll go above and beyond. Just to, I'll have the mullet, but I'll have something else to go with it. So. Curly perm, AC Slater. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> So, um, when you run, you typically got somebody that follows you, right? Yep. And Usually within a few miles of me at all times. And I'm assuming definitely water, Gatorade, or whatever, yep. whatever yes. you prefer. I don't know what you drink, but yep. um, you got you take donations on stuff like that. Do you do all cash, or how's that work, man? Uh, we do all of it. Um, if someone wants to donate a case or two of water, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I have a set amount that I need for every time I do run. You know, it just, it varies on how far it is that year. Because it, it's always over, a little bit over 300 miles. It's not exactly 300. Right. So that I always factor in extra miles just in case an emergency happens. I have to stop for a day. Mm-hmm. And I can still hit my goal of 300. But, yeah, we do cash, um, checks online, like PayPal and stuff like that. But if somebody wants to donate monetary stuff like, you know, shoes, saw, whatever, you, mm-hmm. know, we, you know, I have a list of everything that I need. So, yeah, yeah we take it that way, too. Um, I know uh, you had koozies this year. Mm-hmm. Awesome t-shirts. I got one on right now. Matter of fact, um, you had bands on wristbands. Yep, wristbands. Uh, I know I kept one of those in my office uh, forever. Uh, red and blue. Um, people can get on the website and buy the t-shirts still. Are you out of t-shirts now? I uh, just I'm picking up my last um, order of shirts this week um but we're going to start i'm going to have i have a couple people designing the shirts for next year Mm -hmm. um but we're going to get those done super early so um hopefully by the beginning of the year we can start getting those rolling Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm almost out of the shirts for this year so i mean if you want one you can see if i got any in the the right size and i'll let you you know but we got we got one to the the legend donnie baker this year yep including a koozie I got one. I gave one to Aaron Lewis uh, this past weekend too, and I had him sign one. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I uh, seen where he's his tickets are going on sale. He's going to Brown County Music Center for acoustic show. I'm gonna look in maybe tomorrow morning getting tickets for that. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but I know it's an acoustic show. That's uh, awesome. I seen him one time acoustic show up at the Murat probably eight years ago, and it was it was awesome. Yeah. And uh, I seen him. The last show I seen him was acoustic, but it was at Belterra. It was it was awesome. I've seen him. Probably one of my favorites. Yeah, honestly. Um. So on the little lighter subject, um. Obviously, seen you on Facebook. You got to do something that I'd say a lot of people envy, especially if they have any knowledge of music, especially metal. You got to see Metallica in San Francisco with. Yeah. 
the uh, was it Philharmonic? The San Francisco Symphony. Or the Symphony, yeah. Yep. And you guys were pretty close, <laughs> right? So yeah, when they announced that they were doing the S and M two, that uh, Symphony Metallica, mm-hmm. they did you know the first one was in nineteen ninety nine, I was twelve years old then, mm-hmm. really wasn't into that that kind of stuff yet. Yeah. But um, they announced that they were doing S and M two, and I've been a diehard Metallica fan since I was probably fourteen, mm-hmm. I would say, about the age I got into it. But um, I wanted to see how much tickets were. You know, I work help out part time at. Uh, Guitar City here in town, mm-hmm. and Brian, the owner there, he's almost as big of a fan as I am, and he's like, well, let me know when they go on sale, you know, we'll see how much they are, and uh, I was sitting at work one morning, and uh, right before the meeting started, and it dawned on me that, oh, tickets are on sale, so I pulled out my phone real quick and seen how much they were, and the cheapest one I could find, I think it was around 400 bucks at the time, I'm like, oh, that's expensive, Yeah, that's really expensive, the cheapest ones too, so I took a screenshot of it just as a, kind of a joke. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, it's four hundred bucks for a concert. I sent it to Brian, and a couple hours later, he texted me back. He goes, "How much are better seats?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so I got back on there and I scrolled down to you know the more expensive tickets and better looking seats. And he goes, "We're gonna go." I was like, "Eh, whatever." So I went into yeah. work, help him out, help him out that night, and then he's like, "Pull that up." So I was like, "All right." So I pull him up and hand him my phone, and he walks walks away. And uh, I was installing some security cameras for him. And he comes back and he hands me my phone and goes, I'll make you a deal. He goes, if you pay for the airfare and the hotel, I'll pay for the concert tickets. I was like, deal? Yeah. And uh, he's like, all right, I bought us two two tickets. I'm like, sweet. And at this point, it was just there was only one show. Mm-hmm. So um, this was back in, you know, probably eight, seven or eight months before the show even you know, whatever the show was. Metallica always sets their stuff. Uh, yeah, their super. last show here, man. It was a year in advance. Yeah, oh, yep. it was crazy. I remember that. And uh, so we, I don't know, I booked the flights and I booked the hotel and stuff. And uh, the time comes when, well, they had problems with the scalpers, I guess, or bots buying all the tickets and trying to resell them for 10 yeah. times face value. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so they added a second show. It was supposedly, or supposed to be just for the Metallica club members because they got kind of screwed out of their ticket. Chances mm-hmm. of buying tickets early. So, um, we ended up, the time comes, we ended up flying out there. And we ended up spending like, I think eight, day, eight or nine days out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got there like the day before the show. And we found out they were recording it. And uh, I was like, man, we should we should try to get on that, that movie. Because it's a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity for us. And uh, he's like, that would be awesome. I don't know how we how how we could get on there. I was like, I bet if we wore something just crazy, we could probably get on the movie. And he's like, I'll wear whatever you whatever you can think of. And I was like, all right. So I thought about it for a while, and I was like, pink tuxedo t-shirts that catches everybody's eye, you know. And yeah, uh, you're not gonna see many of those. On no, there was there was actually quite a bit of tuxedo t-shirts. Mm-hmm. No pink ones. Right. They were all black, you know, black and white. But um, so when we were in line. Uh, we got there probably five hours before the do- doors opened because mm-hmm. we knew it was going to be, you know, it was sold out, packed. First show in the new Chase Center. Awesome, awesome building, though. Is that is that where the Warriors play? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was the first event they had in that new building. Sweet. Yeah, like, the offices weren't even done yet. That's how new it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. We got lost when we after the show that night, <laughs> and we were just wandering around the offices, and they were still, like, doing drywall and 
putting outlets in, so it was mm-hmm. cool. But um, yeah, for that show, we were, I think, like the eighth row on the first incline. So we had amazing seats. And I had, you know, the time of my life. And there were people to our right, I mean, like up one row, that were like in tuxedo. And his wife was in a really, like, probably a $5,000 dress, you know, wow. fur coat. Yeah. And they were just rocking out. It was, it was awesome. It was like everything I'd hoped it was. And then uh, after the show, um, Brian was like, I wonder if there's going to be any tickets for the Sunday show. I'm like, maybe, because there was a few at Will Call when we went for mm-hmm. that Friday show. So I was like, let's go back on Sunday just to see if there's anything at Will Call. Okay. So we showed up probably eight hours before the show started on Sunday and uh, just went to Will Call and we were like, hey, do you have any uh, tickets available? And they're like, no, but keep an eye on Ticketmaster, whatever they show is what we have. Mm-hmm. So we sat down right there close to the ticket or the Will Call and got on Ticketmaster and kept refreshing it for about a half hour and two tickets popped up. They were on nosebleed seats. I was like, he's like, do you want them? I was like, well, we can. You know, if we don't go to the show, it's fine. We already went to the first one. Right. And uh, so we waited for about another 15, 20 minutes or so, and then two front row tickets came up. And he's like, do you want these? I was like, I can't pay you for these, you know. He's like, well, you can work it off, you know, work at the yeah. shop. I was like, if you're willing. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm down to go. So he bought two front row tickets the day of wow. the show. Wow. Um, I honestly don't remember exactly how much he paid for him, but I know it wasn't it wasn't cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we went back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, we got cleaned up and changed in. There were pink tuxedo t shirts again, mm-hmm. and uh, we went back, and we were still like the third or fourth person in line. Um, we got in, and it was like the first night was amazing, but the second night it was like even a thousand times better. It was the exact exact same set list, mm-hmm. so you know same show and everything. Wow. But they walked in front of us twice. They high-fived us. Rob came off the stage during two songs, and he he gave uh, us a high-five once, and he hugged Brian one time. Yeah, wow. and they, it was it was the best experience concert-wise of my life. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, man, I can't remember what year it was. It was Death Magnetic Tour. Here in Indy? Yeah, here in Indy. 2009. I went to that one. Yep. Um, Shout out Justin Arnhold. He was in the fan club, got us early access, and yeah. we got uh, we were eye level with the stage. We nice. didn't get standing room only because one we didn't want to mosh, and two yep. we didn't ever found each other after yeah. one of us left to go to the bathroom. So, um, but it's definitely probably one of the top five concerts I'd ever been to. Yeah, that was the first time I'd seen him too. Was that show? Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with me. And uh, Gojira and um, Lamb of God yep. were the two opening acts, and. Both of them, I mean, I never really listened to them. I'd heard of Lamb of God in the past mm-hmm. and stuff, heard, you know, listened to a few of their songs, but uh, they really impressed me too. Yeah. Just their drumming ability was amazing. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so you've seen Aaron Lewis here recently, you've seen mm-hmm. Metallica, um, any other shows, good shows that you've seen? It's funny, I, I went to a bunch of shows last year and I was like, I think, you know, 2019, I'm going to calm it down on concerts because, you know, it gets expensive after a while. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, I probably went into more this year than I did last year. I've seen, um, I saw The Who earlier this year. That's it was, cool. And I had Pavilion Season. It was a phenomenal show. You know, I'm not a huge mm-hmm. Who fan, but it was an awesome show. Um, and I've they're seen, getting up there, too. Yeah. In age. Yeah. I saw Slipknot. Um, I saw Alice in Chains, which cool. is another another yeah. one of my 
top five favorites probably. Um, and my friend actually, he sent me his pit ticket, or not his pit ticket, he was in the, right in front of the pit. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent me his ticket because he, he didn't go. So I had two tickets for it, you know. And I got, I was one row from the pit. There was just, so I got down there and I got to hear, because they opened up for corn. I'm not a huge corn fan. Yeah. So I actually had, gave him my, the ticket to my other buddy when mm-hmm. I, when Allison Chains was done. So I went out in the lawn because he was a huge corn fan. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I've seen, I've seen a bunch this year. Um, besides, uh, Metallica was my favorite by far, but like, I've not been to a bad show this year either. I, uh, I think, I don't know if it was this year or last year, but I haven't gone to, the, the last show I went to outside of, with Nikki was, uh, Aaron Lewis, and I took her, see Justin Timberlake twice, mm-hmm. and, uh, I listen to all styles of music, I'm not yeah. a huge fan, but she's, like, the way you are with Metallica is the way she is with Justin yeah. Timberlake, like, she's still got her binders from high school with yeah. NSYNC pictures, and, you know, and, uh. I took her to Nashville, Tennessee, because at the time he was only going to do like six or eight shows, mm-hmm. and Nashville was the closest. And so we went down there and uh, went through the show, and he does put on an excellent show. I mean, I give it to him. That dude, yep. he's got more moves than played worms. Like, he mm-hmm. don't stop. Yep. And uh, towards the end, um, Chris Stapleton came out. Oh, really? And they did um, Tennessee Whiskey, and they did uh, Say Something, and... Uh, one other song I can't remember what it was which I thought was pretty awesome and then of course once we went to that and we come back then like a week two weeks later he announces he's going to do a full tour so that yeah. I got our tickets to Indy too so. nice. but it wasn't near as good as Nashville yeah so it's funny I'm not keeping going back to Metallica but when mm-hmm. they filmed it and it was in theaters for one day so I went up Did to the I'm, here? I know I went up to the IMAX, oh, IMAX. up in Noblesville um, that was the closest place I could get to it mm-hmm. And I took, uh, me and uh, two friends went, my best friend, and we went and saw it. And I'd already seen the show, obviously, so I was just looking for us the whole time. Mm. And I counted 11 times we're in the movie. Nice. Yeah, it was like... Are they uh, are they going to release it digital or Blu-ray, yeah. 4K or something? Yeah, or? It, it probably, I would say probably by the end of the year or so. I think I got the Death Magnetic DVD when it came out. Mm. It was in there somewhere, I think. Um, what did you say... Top five concerts of all time that you've seen. seen. What what do you think? That's tough, man. Um, I would say, you know, this S&M 2, Night 2, when I was front row, was was hands down the best. But um, number two, probably the first concert, first rock concert I ever went to. I went and saw Linkin Park Uh in 2007. Chester. Yep. Um, I luckily got to see them about five or six times, um, and every time I saw them, that was, I'm good. Good. Yeah, thank you. Um, every time I've seen them, though, they put on one of the best shows. Um, he sounds just like he does on the album. The energy is just amazing. Um, Rob, I'll say Metallica, Linkin Park, Rob Zombie puts on a phenomenal show. Um, Ozzy, um, when he plays anything but when he played with with uh, Zach Wild Black it, Sabbath yeah yeah it was it was insane um and then Allison Chains the first time I ever saw Allison Chains um well I'll take that back the second time the first time I was too drunk to remember it <laughs> I remember I, I passed out on the lawn I was I was you know I was probably 21 or 22 back then 
but uh, the second time I saw him, I saw him at a place up in Fort Wayne, and it was like a great big old theater. So I was like uh-huh. really up high, and it was they sounded amazing. I wish I could have got to see him with Lane. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I assume you probably never got uh, to see him with Lane. I, I was young when he passed away. Yeah, me too. Um, so and you're younger than I am. So, and then Chris Cornell, that's another one that was just ridiculously insane. Like. Did you get to see him? I got to see him solo, and I got to see him with uh, uh, Audio Slave once. And a guy at work had a ticket for the Soundgarden show right before he died, and uh-huh. he's like, you want it? And I'm like, no, I'll go next year, you know. Like, what, was it, a week or later or whatever, he passed away. Yeah. I, uh, similar story, we were, we go to Talladega. I'd been every year for like eight or nine years. Uh, I didn't get to go this last year, but um, the last year I went, we were just sitting at the hotel, you know, and uh, me and Oldham were talking. We got on there and we were looking at concerts in the area, and uh, it was Soundgarden, and they were down in Alabama. It was like, I can't remember how far from was, like probably 50 minutes or so. And he's like, man, we probably we ought to go to this or whatever. I'm like, no, there's no way, you know, because we leave for the track at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. It's crazy. And uh, I was like, no, we can't go. And then... Like you said, yep. never got the chance, and then, you know, I don't, I'll never understand the, you know, why why that happened, but I guess I don't understand any suicides. I mean, everybody's fighting their own battles, I get it, yep. you know, like Robin Williams, I think about yep. that, I was like, man, this guy always seemed like so happy, smiling, you know, cutting up, laughing, joking, yep. and then boom, all of a sudden you get the news, and, and Chris Cornell, man, I'd seen him on, you know, do live shows, like, on YouTube and different places, you know, do acoustic covers and yep. stuff. Just seemed like this laid back, chilled guy, you know. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Well, if I had to pick a top five concerts, I'd definitely say Kid Rock, probably my favorite of all time. Um, I almost went to him this year. It, I wish I could have. It was a marathon weekend and yeah. I was on call, so. Yeah, I had to strike out on that one, but I've seen him like five times. Um, awesome every time. Um, Hank Jr. is phenomenal, uh, even at his age. Um, if you watch a Hank Jr. show, and then you watch a Kid Rock show, you can see where Kid Rock looks up to him or idolizes right. him. Yeah. Like Hank will do the guitar. And then he'll, you know, he'll sing, and then he'll do piano, and then he'll do drums, and then he, you know, he'll do the, uh, the fiddle. You know, he'll play all these different instruments. You know, yeah. As he's moving around, and uh, you know, go to Kid Rock show, he'll do the same thing. He'll sing, and then he'll do a piano, and then he'll do guitar. Um, and it's cool because he, he does a lot like to people that you know that he looked up to growing up, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played Ted Nugent, Cat Scratch Fever on the guitar, nice. and then he went and played, you know, other stuff, and then he even went to the turntables. Nice. And That's did, cool. You know, yeah. did the, the old school rap stuff where he started. Yeah. Uh, Metallica uh, was absolutely awesome when we seen them. Uh, I love that stage when it spun around. Yep. So you could see, you know, each one of them play. Yep. thought that was awesome. And then the big coffins that came down was... Yeah, that was really pretty really wicked, cool. wasn't it? That's yeah. still probably their best, like stage. stage yeah, stage set I've seen. Uh, 
another one, you're talking about the Who, you know, going to see them. Uh, I got to see Bob Seger. Oh, that would uh, be awesome. Last time at, uh, uh, well, what it's called now, Deer Creek. Deer, yeah, it's called um, Deer Creek. <laughs> but 70 years old, man, that he flat tore the stage up. That's awesome. And there was no intermission. I mean, you know, I mean, he brought it and he sounded just like he did on the album, man, yeah. that, that he put out in the 70s. It was, it was incredible. And, man, fifth, I, I'd have to put it between Aaron Lewis and uh, Jamie Johnson. I've seen Jamie Johnson. Uh, I really want to see him. Uh, Nicky got me tickets one year for my birthday, and we were, like, right up by the stage. Nice. And he sounds the exact same, you know, live as he does on a CD. Mm-hmm. He's got that deep voice and that, you know. I'm I'm spoiled when it comes to concerts now. I want nothing but front row. <laughs> yeah, I I can't I can't do the the lawn much anymore. I just know. like people bumping into you, and it's just yep. like I don't like the crowd. You yep. know what I mean? Like I, you uh, want to sit down? You want to be able to sit down, not get trampled. Yeah, or somebody spilling beer, or God knows what down you yep. know the hill on you and everything else. So yeah, it's a. Uh, I miss some, some I don't, you know. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't miss leaving them because it sucks getting out of there. It does. <laughs> the crowd is ridiculous, and you always got a handful of people fighting, always, yep. every single time. Um, so we talked a little bit before uh, the podcast started about the Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare. So you're thinking now you're going to pick it up? Yeah, actually, I saw the trailer uh, on the way home today. Before I came over here, uh, and that Metallica came on there, and it you know perked my ears up. So I looked at what it was, and I'm like, "This is look, this looks pretty good, you know." Because I figured you know at first it'd be like every other Call of Duty, but no, it looks it looks pretty good. Yeah, they're saying fifty plus attachments per weapon. Um, wow! Instead of doing like a season pass, you know, with maps, mm-hmm. they're not going to do that anymore. They're going to do, um, I guess, seasons. I guess what. Like they do on Fortnite, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really play Fortnite, but yeah, me either. Uh, where I guess you have a certain amount of time to unlock stuff, and mm-hmm. then once that season's up, it goes into another one, and you can't get that, whatever. Yeah. So, um, you still streaming on Twitch? I haven't, I haven't for a while. I quit playing a while. Um, beginning of the year, mm-hmm. um, I got a, I finally broke down and bought a PlayStation. Did you? So I haven't had a, the last console I had was a PS2, and they were new. So I went, you know, I skipped two consoles pretty yeah. much. But I've been playing like, uh, I bought it specifically for God of War, mm-hmm. and I haven't finished it yet. Um, it's a, What I've played of it is awesome, but yeah. I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends. Yeah. Uh, I've never played the God of War series, but I've heard a ton of good things. Uh, the Last of Us, I don't know if you played it or not. I've watched good. it, and I want to play it. Um, I had it for PS3, mm-hmm. and then they did a remaster for PS4. Um so I played it some, but I don't, most, get, I don't get a lot of time to play. Right now, you know, now it's getting colder. I'm gonna have more time, but mm-hmm. I got a half marathon in November still. It's gonna be chilly. Yeah. You doing indie or? Yeah. It's monumental, yeah. No. Buddy of mine, I work with. He, I think he's done the monumental a couple times. Uh, but he said he really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. What's the, what's your uh, PSN name? I don't know if I've got you added on there or not. I can't remember. I think it's Kyle A. Killer, I think. Okay. 
Mine's Debbie Kinman. Anybody else out there listening, if you want to add us, yeah. shoot us an invite. I'm sure I'm on vacation from now till November 5th, so I plan on playing at least four or five hours a day. So, um, I haven't streamed on Twitch in a, quite a while, but mine, uh, my Twitch streams uh, Revolving Chaos. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you see that on there, you'll know it's me. For whatever reason, uh, f- the Facebook activation was removed from the PlayStation. Yeah, I you saw still, that. You could connect it. I don't know why they did that, but they did. So, somebody actually have to get on Twitch now in order to, yeah, um, you know, watch you. <sighs> so, um, have you outside going to seeing the Metallica show in uh, IMAX? Have you seen uh, new movies or anything? Um, no, I haven't for a while. I don't remember the last movie I went and saw actually. I, uh, we went and seen the Joker. Was it good? Opening weekend. It was awesome. Um, some people probably won't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not your typical um, superhero movie. Right. Matter of fact, there's no superhero in it. Yeah. You know, um, I won't spoil it, but it's kind of like a, his back history and the reason he is the way he is. Yeah. And stuff. So. I always enjoy that type of stuff. I yeah. know a lot of people ran down, like Rob Zombie's Halloween and stuff like that. Oh, you ruined it. Whatever. I liked them. I thought they were awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the fact of that, hey, this guy's just not, you know, doing the things. I'm not saying what he's doing is right, but, right. like, this is what made him. This is what's triggered this guy, you know, yep. type thing. Um, you know, so I always enjoy stuff like that. I, I used to watch a ton of movies. As as you see, yeah. I used to have tons. I sold like four hundred some of my DVDs. Yeah, I remember um, when, when you first started working. That's what you'd buy. Yep. And back when DVDs were first getting big. Yep. <laughs> and I still have my very first DVD I ever bought. It was uh, Beyond the Mat wrestling <laughs> documentary. Still have it to this day. Yeah. yeah that but that uh, that Joker movie is definitely uh, good. I would consider it more of drama probably than a. Actually, yeah. Who's your favorite Batman? Oh man, probably <laughs> Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, I I like that line of movies. I think they were that, all good. They, yeah, they were more what I feel Batman is like more of the dark. Um, my favorite movie of all time is The Dark Knight. Yeah. And I mean Heath Ledger did an incredible job. Yep. As did. a Joker. Um, but Joe Quinn Phoenix or however you say his name if that dude don't win an Oscar this year it's yeah. rigged because he did amazing like nice the way he walked the way he talked his laugh I mean everything you can just tell like I've heard good things about it and I've heard it's definitely not one you want to take your kids to yeah definitely <laughs> not they even put a thing up on the door Really? They went, yeah, saying, look, this is not your normal superhero movie. Don't take your kids, et cetera. Yeah. And they're right. I mean, I there's not many movies that'll say, ah, kids be all right. I mean, that's when I wouldn't. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty graphic. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a movie. It's, I bet, I'm sure things like that happen in the world still. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, you see, you know, without spoiling it, I mean, just seeing what he goes through and the way like 
his mom and just everything as a whole, you know, you almost feel bad for the guy, really. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. though he's, you know, yeah. he's he turns out he's evil, but he, you feel bad for him. It's like, you know, this stuff kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him, you know. Just how he adapted to it. Yeah. yeah <sighs> so, I know Zwan Ziggs is your spot, and they've they've done, done real well with you, mm-hmm. uh, let you finish the 5K this year at the brewery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you still eating in there about once a week like you used to, or you slow down? I've slowed down quite a bit. Um, I was I was in there when they first opened the brewery. That's when I first started going there a lot. And I was in there, you know, I'd rather not say how often I was in there. I was in there almost every day after work. Um, but I'm in there probably maybe once a week now. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, have a beer and then, you know, have a head out. But, um, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite place to go in town, you know. In my opinion, the best beer around, you know, then obviously the best pizza too. Yeah, for sure pizza. Yeah. I, I can't tell you the last time I had a drink alcohol. It's probably years. Yeah. Um, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it and 450 North Brewery. Um, yeah, but I, I mean they're they're getting so big that yeah they I can't mean, keep up. Right. They've even hired us up for security and stuff like the yeah like the night before you know they release stuff. I guess I don't know how it works. Um, but, uh, I definitely love Zwanzig's breadsticks, oh, yeah. pizza, calzones. Yeah. And I think they probably have the best salads it. around too in town. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's healthy. I don't eat it. <laughs> well, I put enough ranch on it to make it not healthy. So <laughs> yeah. if, it, if, if it doesn't have sugar in it or carbs, I pretty much don't want it. <laughs> It probably shouldn't be that way, but that's honest. I I eat my share of carbs and stuff during the summer, don't worry. You probably have to with as much as you're running, though. Yeah, I do. I mean, that's... I need to learn, I need to keep track of, like, what I burn. I like, I'll be, like, curious what I burn and what I put in. Mm-hmm. I'm not that when dedicated you, to it. Uh, when you start training, um, what would you say on average you run a day, or do you run every other day, or how do you train? Just, it just depends. Um, this is the first year I actually tracked my training, mm-hmm. and I put it up on the Facebook. You know, I I think it was, I don't remember exactly the length of time, of, you know, mm-hmm. don't quote me on I think it was like three months I wanted to run 1,500 miles, um, and it, I broke it down to where it was like 100 miles a week. So I could run it in five days if I wanted to, or if I wanted to stretch it out to seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was running, I think it was like 25 to 30 miles a day. So I'd get up. I'd get up about three in the morning. I'd go to work because we have that big gymnasium out there, the sports okay. complex they built for us, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it's cold out. It's yeah. you don't have to be outside. It's great. There's a track. And they've got tons of treadmills in there. But I would get up about three o'clock and go in there and run about ten to fifteen miles mm-hmm. before work. You know, go to work eight, ten, sometimes twelve hours a day. Just depends on how long the day was. Yeah. And then I'd run whatever I needed to hit my goal after work and. Mm-hmm. Those made for long days. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Toyota, right? Yep. So it's hot. Yep. Hot in there. I'm yep. off her junk to talk about it. That's rough. Yep. Man, I commend you for it. Because like I said, man, I, I was a point where I was training, and I did a couple halves. Yep. The first one I trained, and it wasn't too bad. Boy, that second one. It's like I was in I'm a car what, crash. It hurt me bad. <laughs> but I finished it. Mill race this year was one of the worst halves I've ever ran in my life. It was so hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I did okay during the whole half marathon, but 
I'm not kidding me. And the second my foot hit the finish line, mm-hmm. I stopped, which is I know is dumb. I shouldn't stop, but um, I actually had to sit down because my stomach hurt so bad. And I spent like almost three hours in the medical tent afterwards. Man. So like I've been doing it for twenty plus years, and I still have bad days and yeah, and make, make I mean, rookie mistakes. And doing, I mean, like you said, dude, you'd already, you'd already done your three hundred miles too, you know. Yeah. So. I used to take like you know the first couple of years I took like six months off, mm-hmm. and then about five months of training and then do yeah. the 300 and then six months off again. But this year I'm doing a little different. Um, I took like two months off and I'm mm-hmm. gradually getting back into it instead of totally stopping for six months and then, you know, climbing that mountain, getting back in the routine. Right. So now I'm still running probably right now, probably like 10, 15 miles a week just to keep my legs yeah. loose and, you know, try to keep the weight off. Cause I, when I, the two months that I did stop running, I gained 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, you know, shed that and, Amazing how quick it can come on. And the older I get, the faster it piles on. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm not old by any means, but I can well tell a difference. I'll never forget. <laughs> Dr. Good. <clears throat> God love him. He's retired now, but I went in there and I was 29. And I'd put on a ton of weight, man. I was the biggest I've ever been in my life. I was like 260 or something. Just a fat mess. And he come in and he's like, you ain't going to want to hear this. I'm like, what's that? And he goes... I have to lose weight. He goes, you're getting close to 30. And he said, the older you get, the harder it is to come off. And he <laughs> goes, you don't want to have to deal with the problems that will come with it. And he he helped me. Um, he, so I started out with medication. And, you know, the medication helped me lose some weight. And it got to the point where I could, you know, I have more energy. And mm-hmm. I, you can see that treadmill in there, man. I put so many miles on that thing. And uh, went from that to running outside to, you know, completing the goal of a half marathon. Yeah, which I was, never thought I'd. Yeah, start I mean, somewhere, man. You know, I was two sixteen, got it all the way down to one eighty five. That's awesome. So, I'm about two twenty now, which gained about half of it back. But, you know, I feel better. Yeah. You know, even though I don't run and exercise like I should. But yeah. Oh, so anything else going on? Anything else you want to talk about? Like regards to either the run or or anything else uh outside of that man that you'd like to get out there um when i run i used 95 percent of the time i listen to music but um this year um i don't know probably two or three months before my run um my buddy jared um he runs the texture roadhouse here in town Mm -hmm. he's awesome awesome him and his wife are awesome people um he's like hey do you ever listen to audiobooks when you're around i was like no and he's like, I got one you should listen to. He's like, you'll like it. And I'm like, eh, what is it? Mm-hmm. He's like, it's a book called Can't Hurt Me. He's like, it's about a Navy SEAL. You'll love it. I'm like, uh. Is it Jocko? Okay. No. No. David Goggins. Okay. Um, so I, I really didn't think anything about it. And then while I was running this year, I wasn't bored with music, but it just wasn't, you know, pumping me up. It wasn't keeping me going. You know, it wasn't right. helping me clear my head. So I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, oh, that book, what was that name of that book? So I went through the text and mm-hmm. found it, what it was called. So I downloaded it on uh, Audible, mm-hmm. and I've listened to it five times since July. Nice. That book's changed my life. Um, can't Hurt You is what it's called? Can't, it's called Can't Hurt Me or can't hurt uh, me. by David Goggins. And don't go get the actual book. Listen to the audio book because it's totally different. Cause on Does the, he narrate it? On the audio book, no. Um, the narrator will narrate a chapter, mm-hmm. but after the chapter's over, they do kind of like a podcast like this where they dive into that chapter 
mm-hmm. and talk about it and dig really deep into it. And it talks about how he grew up and all the things he went through growing up. Um, I'm definitely not going to spoil it, but I thought I had a, you know, I, I didn't think I had a bad life at all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, you kind of feel sorry for yourself at some points in your life. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And compared to this guy, like, I had the best life you could ever have. Like, he had nothing, mm-hmm. came from pretty much nothing. You know, his, what little I will spoil about, like, his dad almost literally killed him, beating, beating him to death. Dang. And he goes on to um, develop a learning disability, um, mm-hmm. stutter and everything. But as he gets older, um, he cheats his whole way through school. Because he couldn't, he had learned his way, he just mm-hmm. couldn't do it. But um, he decided he wanted to join the Air Force when he was in high school. Got his act together, um, joined the Air Force, um, got out, um, gained about two hundred pounds. He was up to, uh, I can't remember, he was over three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like three, three something. I can't remember. But um, he was um, working for Echo Lab, um, third shift, just ran for brochures in Indianapolis. Um, oh, he's from Indy? Well, no, he's from Buffalo, New York. Oh, okay. But at, when his mom and um, dad split, his, she was originally from Brazil, Indiana. Um, so they moved back to Brazil, and mm-hmm. as he got older, he moved to Indy. Um, but, you know, he's working third shift for Ecolab and spraying for bugs and stuff at restaurants. Um, he went home one day and heard a documentary on Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Class 135. I'm pretty sure that's the main one that they, do, they show about, but... Um, so he sat and watched it the whole thing, and he's like, "I want to do that," you know. Mm-hmm. So he called up every recruiter, and they laughed at him because he was so overweight, you know. Yeah. Um, he found one one recruiter that was like, "All right, come in," you know. We'll, I'll I'll talk to you about it. And uh, when he went in, he had to get weighed, and there was a chart because he saw how much he weighed, and there was a chart. The maximum allowed was like two seventy five or something. So he had he had to lose one hundred six pounds in three months. I'm saying two seventy five, probably solid too. Yeah, <laughs> I'd imagine because there's probably a lot of physical yeah. stuff too. Yeah. So he he signed up, um, but for the what program he was in, he only had three months to do it. So he had to pass the ASVAB with a learning disability mm-hmm. and lose one hundred six pounds, and he did. And he he spent years and like years in the uh, Navy SEALs, and did. Um, all this other kind of training. It's just, and everything after, like when he got out, he did, he, he ran and still runs ultra marathons, like 100, 200 mile runs. Um, yeah. I just saw on his Facebook the other day, a couple weeks ago, he was doing a 240 mile race. And I'm like, I'll, you know, I'll run 300 miles over the course of like a week or so, give or take. Mm-hmm. This guy ran 240 miles in like three days. Wow. You know, it, and it's just, he holds the world record for the pull-ups in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And it's just, from what he's went through and stuff, mm-hmm. like, it's just, it, it changed my life. Like, and I, like I've said, I've listened to it probably five, five or six times since July. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really long, it's like 13 and a half hours, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's, it's awesome. I, I recommend everybody listen to it. It's like, I think it's like 11 bucks on Audible or something. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to it, message me, I'll give you my info. Um, I'm sure you probably got a library card, don't you? Yeah. Y'all check out, download Hoopla on your phone and uh, Libby. Mm-hmm. And I'll check when, once we're done. I'll look and see if I can find it on there. But you can get eight, like, audio books a month yeah. um, on there. And it's just like checking them out with your library card. You have to, like, put your library card number in there. Mm-hmm. And good thing is, is you get it for 30 days or whatever. And, you know, if you get done with it, you can send it back early. Um, 
if you don't like start listening to it and something happens you can't get through it you know it automatically returns you know you know so there's yeah. no fees or nothing like that so that's pretty cool um something to keep in mind uh, i know they do get some new books uh, and there's some older ones on there um but i'll definitely check that book out and I mean, that just goes to show you man one person believed in him yeah you know the other ones laughed at him basically like dude you're a fat and, mess basically and then that guy's like all right here's the deal and he hit it it's funny because like he cusses a lot in the book you know mm-hmm. but he's like when i say my dad beat me to death or you know beat me it doesn't get the point across you know yeah. he beat the you know what out of him and yeah. he's like it it he doesn't you know and he he cusses but it's not like unnecessary words you know right it helps like paint the picture of what he went through mm-hmm. um and I, I told my mom about it my mom's you know super religious like you know right. your mom is and I was like you know if you can just look past that just look for listen to the story you know mm-hmm. and I had her listen to the first couple of chapters and she's like you know that's insane what, you know what little she listened to like that's insane what he's went through you know it's a it's funny how certain words can be uh, adjectives that yeah. you know that put the emphasis behind it um, you know to me there's a difference between you know you you watch a stand up comedian and he wants to drop the F-bomb every other word yep. Just because that's how he talks, right? And it, you know, and it's not even a serious matter. It's just it, you know, compared to where somebody uses it. To, like, look, it's like I was literally near death, you know. Yeah. There, you know, it's you know, to me, there's a difference. Yeah, it's pretty cool because like throughout the whole book, he doesn't really talk about religion or anything at all. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, and he's like, people ask me, you know, because I cuss all the time, you know, you know, if I'm religious or do I believe in God? He goes, Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe in God. He goes, I'm not here to judge you if you don't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that's, it's cool because, and because the whole, all the, the whole book is just amazing. And then mm-hmm. the last chapter, like when I started the last chapter, I'm like, I don't know how this book can get any better. Yeah. And that last chapter just like blows your mind yeah. about him and like where he stands with all of us. Not, mm-hmm. not just like, not like political stuff at all and mm-hmm. nothing like that. But it's just like where he stands with himself. And I'm like, the world needs the, the more of those kind of people, you know? Mm-hmm more understanding on all levels you know it's good yeah I, I recommend everybody listen to that book at least once I'm definitely I'll mark that down right now matter of fact cause um Can't I've had hurt me yeah I've had a couple I've put it on Facebook you know a couple times people listen to it or whatever and mm-hmm. I was like and I'll, I'll tell whoever listened like if you can't afford it message me I will give you my login information for Audible and you can listen to it for free because it's, it's worth listening to at least once. And I had uh, one of my buddies listen to it from Alabama, and he's like, dude, that's that's legit. You know, it's, it's it's I can't even put words into how awesome it is. Yeah. yeah. And book-wise, uh, last actual, probably the last two books, physical books I read, was I read uh, Dave Ramsey, Total Money Makeover, which... Anybody that's got me on Facebook knows I'll share about at least one of his videos a week. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they like them or not, I'll keep sharing them. Because uh, <laughs> it makes sense. And he speaks to where, you know, he speaks hillbilly. Yeah. That's the way I always put it, you know, where everybody can understand it. And the Bible. Um, I've read, man, I went through the New Testament. I'd read it when I was a kid, you know, and stuff. And yeah. then I went back and I read the whole New Testament. Um proverbs and stuff you know it's just that book alone so much yeah. you know wisdom knowledge in that yeah. 
and stuff. It's hard for me to get through the Old Testament. I don't know why. I can't <laughs> yeah. keep. I can't stay interested. Yeah. Um, but audiobook wise, um, I uh, I listened to Killer Clown, and it was a thing on uh, John Wayne Gacy, and okay. talking about him and the and the uh, um, murders and stuff in the seventies and eighties mm. and stuff in Chicago, um, which is it was fairly interesting pretty disturbing really yeah um people didn't realize how much that guy did and he was like rubbing elbows with the big wigs you know like mm-hmm. well, he met jimmy carter and his wife or, and he was like a like a head i think in the democratic party and things and it was if you're into true crime or anything like bizarre like that it's yeah it was a long book yeah long audio book um, any certain podcasts you listen to on a regular basis? Um, not really. Um, I usually just listen to music, but like I've been getting into more of more of David Goggins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, does he I, have a podcast? Uh, I don't know if he has a podcast, but he like he posts stuff like once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's pretty brief, but um, I know he used to do a podcast. I don't know if he still does. But I think probably one of my favorite things he's and he said in his entire book is like motivation is crap. And it's like, people are like, what? You know, but motivation's only good whenever the sun's shining, the bills are paid, mm-hmm. stuff. What happens when what happens when they're not, you know? And I like the book, and I, I've said it, I'll talk, keep going back to it, but like, he he talks about the book, he goes, this book is about my life, but I'm not the hero. He goes, you're the hero. You know, basically, put your life situations and events, like what you've been through, Mm-hmm. into this book like you know as I'm telling it apply your life to it you know mm-hmm. and that's why I'm like I love this book so much because you know I put what I've been through and stuff while he's talking and it's like wow it's just but um I've been listening to a lot of his stuff more lately and uh um Jocko a little bit of him mm-hmm. you know stuff like that I'm trying to you know um bring better life into my people or better people into my life too instead right. of you know I want to be friends with everybody you know I know everybody's not good for me mm-hmm. and it sucks because yep. I want everybody to be good for me and yeah. I want to be good for everybody and it's just that's not the way the world works yep. so have a better influence yeah and on. you're I mean you're only as good as the people you're around exactly you yep. know what I mean it's yep. truth and you know, I, you know I'll throw this out there I talk to my dad and you know anybody knows my dad knows that you know he's an addict and you know he struggled he did, I think he told me, 24 years incarceration. I'm 34 right now, so 10 years of my life he's out, right? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's 50 years old now. And I'm like, I asked him flat out, I was like, Dad, why now? Why now? You know, like, what? what's making you, you know? And he just said, I, anybody and everybody that I used to hang with, I just completely stay away from them. The places I went, stay away from them mm-hmm. because he's like I know if I go around them and they use or it's there I'm going to eventually use exactly so I have to stay away from it and I was like that's you're only good as the company you keep you know what I mean and that's a perfect example I mean and I'm proud of him man he's working 12 hours a day at PMG and you know good staying clean almost completed probation gotta give him a shot out on that it's yeah everybody's gotta start somewhere man like Even if they are 50, you gotta start somewhere, you know. That's why I don't, I don't, just going, going back to the book, you know, never judge a scowl or a smile, you know, yeah. you never know. 
Mm-hmm. The person can smile at you and not care about you at all. Yep. But the person that's hard on you yep. wants the best for you, you know. You're exactly right. I would rather I would rather be some somebody blunt with me exactly. than to blow smoke up my end. I really would. Yep. I agree. You know, that punch in the gut sometimes is what you need, you know. And but yeah, when man, when we were going through some stuff, I, I never messed with podcast and uh we uh we cut cable for god what was it probably about nine ten months mm-hmm. and you know i always got on youtube every, every night i get on youtube mm-hmm. and i watch a documentary typically some old wrestling uh old wrestling matches or a documentary on old wrestlers or you know just how things were back then compared to now and stuff yeah and uh came across some podcast clips and i'm like man, i don't like it so um just did some research and I had Apple. I've always my first smartphone was a Motorola Droid X2, and it was the biggest piece of crap I ever owned in my life. <laughs> um, it was so bad that I literally ended up going and buying an iPhone outright, and you know how that is, yeah. right? Because I was in a contract back then. You had to do yep. it two years. Yep. So after that, I was like, you know, I'll never have an Android again because of that. And, um, so, you know, there was the Apple podcast, and I got on there and messed with it here and there, but I just didn't like the layout. Mm-hmm. So I got to looking, and I found an app called Pocket Cast, and it's the easiest thing. Like, you can, it, they got genres on there, um, or you can just search. Um, and I'm hoping once I get two or three of these done, to have it uploaded, and it'll be on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and Pocket Casts and whatever Google's podcast system is. And stuff but man there's so many good podcasts out there um you know i i listen to dave ramsey's podcast chris hogan's um ben shapiro mm-hmm. um joe rogan oh yeah um you know i don't agree with everything joe rogan says right but i like and i want i want the model he has right i mean if you load up joe rogan you'll see He'll have, uh, you know, like a neuroscientist yeah. on there one day. And then, you know, next day he may have Bernie Sanders. And yeah. then he'll have, like, Rob Zombie. Yeah. You know, and then he'll have, like, you know, some com- comedian I never heard of, you know, that's up and coming. You know, I just like how he doesn't go, like, one set thing. You yep. know, it's not like all MMA fighters or, yep. you know, all politicians or all whatever. It's Honey like, stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, everybody's got their, you know their story and you know like Ted Nugent was on there mm-hmm. well Ted Nugent and a lot of those guys are so totally opposite you know yeah but it's just cool how he doesn't I've seen a couple of his um, he don't judge you know yeah. what I mean like and they and they discuss a lot of stuff you know um, some stuff I'm interested in some I'm not yeah you know, but yes, tone it out if I'm not interested in yeah, it I watched you know I mean? the one with him and Dr. Phil is pretty good yeah that I was a good that. one um, something else too um that I, uh, there was another one that I, I watched of, of him that was uh, really good. Um, did you watch the Rob Zombie one? No, I didn't. It's pretty interesting. I watched the one of uh, James Hetfield. Yeah. That was really good. Speaking of him, um, I seen where they put in there, he, he went in back into rehab. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I never knew that, you know, he had an issue yeah. with addiction or whatever. It's probably. Um, 15, 16 years ago. Well, before St. Anger came out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he went into rehab because that album took like three or four years to make because mm-hmm. he went into rehab for like 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I'm hoping that he's doing all right. Um, I have no idea why he went to rehab. I'm assuming since they started making their own beer and their own whiskey, it's he kind of just kind of fell off the wagon. I hope that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And I hope he gets back into it soon. But yeah. um, they said that he's doing fine. He's doing better. He's doing what he needs to do. Good. So, um, yeah, because they announced that, that, and then they announced that they were doing like four festivals next year. So, hope hoping, yeah, he's gonna be fine by then. I'm I'm glad that they you know stepped up like they did and said notice. Hey, dude, you need help. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, either pushing him, come on, we can do this, you yep. know, and get him out worse. there to make it where he gets worse. Yep. Or, you know, or saying. Well, we're not going to put up with you and then try to get a new lead singer yeah. or something because that's just not right, you know. Yeah. I mean, him and Lars started it, right? Yeah. I mean, if I my history's correct. Yep. And uh, pushing forty years. It was them two, what Dave Mustaine and who's the other Cliff one? Burton. Cliff was the, was the original bass player. Yeah. 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 He died before I was born. It was the eighties, wasn't it? Eighty six. Yeah, he died a year before I was born. Man, I can't believe they've been around that long. I was born in 84. Yeah. I remember, you know, um, Master Puppets and stuff coming out when I was a kid. That was uh, my best friend. Right the Lightning. My best friend, Justin, he's the one who got me into Metallica. Um, I listened to him a little bit when I was about 14 or so, and then mm-hmm. he was like, here, you need to listen to this. Hand me Master Puppets. And it was over after that. I was like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. I love um, Unforgiven's probably my favorite song. It's pretty popular, but yep. uh, Sanitarium, I really like that one too. Um, you ever get a chance? Watch. Uh, matter of fact, I'll let you borrow it before you leave. It's uh, on the West Memphis Three. Those kids that were charged with murder back in like the eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. They said they were satanic and murdered those three like six, six to eight year olds or something. Hmm. And they did quite a bit of time and ended up getting overturned but Metallica uh, there was a bunch of musicians um, Eddie Vedder um, donated money got him attorney um, it's it's a long documentary but it's it's worth your time it's hmm. it's interesting uh, the criminal justice system um, but going back through it showing some of the stuff you know but uh, Metallica did a lot of the, the music in it hmm. which was you know yeah. surprising you know um back to podcasts another good one um if you're into like true crime or anything like that uh crime junkie yeah uh, i can't remember the the chick that narrates it she's from indiana i think she was like a news reporter in indiana somewhere for a while and she did a lot of reports on crime and stuff yeah and she started a podcast and it took off so she quit doing that and now she does the podcast thing like full time but nice. they talk about a lot of cases from indiana stuff that's uh, cool they did one on Lauren Spear uh, so last week or two weeks ago it was really good um, and you can see man I got my list here there's a yeah. ton of them that's you fun. know and a lot of times if I'm traveling like if I gotta travel and do yeah. for work or something you know I'll put one on listen to that or an audio book yep. you know on top of the music just kind of gives me options so well man I, you know I won't keep you I'm sure you probably work tomorrow don't you Yep. I appreciate you coming in. Um, Thanks for having me. Hopefully, uh, this will be the the first of many, and we'll have you back on. 
a closer bit. to your run, and yeah. uh, we'll talk about that. Um, and uh, if you don't care, I'll share your page links uh, on the Basement Banner Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so people can go check it out and read more about it if they're interested. Definitely. Um, get with me sometime, and uh, maybe I'll go out and try to do a run with you. I'll probably get about two miles in before I die. But you want to do two miles? We can do two miles. You want to do one? We can do one. I need that motivation. Yeah. All right, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, like I said, the opinions in this podcast are of mine and Kyle Kilnzer's. Uh, this is not in reflection of any department, agency, or uh, business. Uh, this is simply me and him. So um, anybody interested in coming on the show, uh, shoot me a message, either on the Basement Manor page or if you got my cell. Um, you can text me. Uh, I'd like to try to do this at least every couple of weeks or so. Um, in the meantime, hang in there, stay strong, check out that book Kyle's telling you about, and I'll have another on a couple of weeks. <laughs>